0: This is At-Risk Radio.
1: Welcome to At-Risk Radio. At-Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership inside the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm here with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Now, David, today we're starting a series of podcasts that are stemming from the leadership training that you offer there at SOM International through a group that you have that's called Global Ambassadors. Now, there's this word that you're using that, honestly, I'm a little bit unfamiliar with, uh, the word orality, and and sometimes people talk about the orality movement. Um, Can you talk a little bit about what exactly is that? Um, Is it biblical? Is it good? Is it helpful? Uh, Tell me what this orality is movement is.
0: Oh Mark, you're good. You're 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 stealing my thunder. You looked at your notes here. I was going to spring that one on you, but <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of people don't even probably know that word or, or this from not familiar with it. But I just want to say how excited I am to do this with you, Mark. First of all, for the last 10 years, we developed our global ambassadors and the teaching that we see found in the Word of God and what God is doing around the world with revival in places that we're, you know, serving the global network and You know, one of the foundations that we've seen that the Lord brought back that's nothing new is that God has used orality. In other words, verbal communication is just a fancy word for verbal communication that God has used through history. We see that as preeminent of the gospel going out verbally before it even goes in the written word or, you know, in, in, in being written down. And thank God for that, because we still have a lot of unreached areas of the world that don't have the written word of God. So we we wanted to start today. I mean, the next few months probably we'll be going through this is just parts and sections. There's really our leadership training uh, for SOM. And it's just it's helped us grow deep. And we want to share these amazing resources. Uh, with our partners and with our listener base one thing i understand about the
1: church at risk as we often refer to it the persecuted church is that uh, bibles are rare in some of these areas Uh, that's hard for us to understand because we have so many but in some of these areas that uh, specifically som is serving bibles are very scarce Uh, the second thing um, that we have discovered over the years is that even if people have bibles sometimes they can't read them Or even more concerning, if they have a Bible and they're caught with it, well, uh, they may suffer intense persecution for having a a copy of the Bible. And so this oral movement of being able to memorize and regurgitate a Bible story in great detail uh, has proven to be very effective with SOM and also with many other mission organizations all over the
0: world. Yeah, thanks, Mark, for sharing that, uh, it's so true what you're saying. There's so many layers to this. Believers have told me in these nations that the safest place to hide the word of God is in their heart. Because if they're caught with a Bible, like uh, they'll go to prison. Like in Iran, we know of a couple that went, got a sentence for seven years in prison just because they're caught with a Bible. Uh, so really, this is the heart of God that we see in history. Um, and we see happening around the world. I mean, as China's one, and we know that China's very, restricted right now, and, and tracking people and watching people. The Bible app is is illegal. And then uh, on the smartphones, and police are checking smartphones to make sure they don't have a Bible app, and they watch all the international traffic. And so for years, China has faced a Bible shortage. In fact, right now, what a, a partner ministry. We love uh, Asia Harvest. Um, they, they're they deeply embedded in China, and, and they've been able to estimate... There's 40 million that don't have their own personal Bible. So you have to think about what does that look like if you're walking, living for years, been a Christian, never had your own Bible. And, um, you know, one of the stories I was given from the Chinese uh, goes like this, that because they lack Bibles, uh, they've changed the words to Jesus loves me. And it goes this way. Jesus loves me. This I know for their faces. Tell me so. Because they don't have a Bible. And we, we like to say, well, the Bible tells me so. But when you don't have a Bible, how do you believe? Well, the Word of God comes through God's children. We're the incarnational true Word of God. Um, and so that's that's the reality right there in China. And um, if we look, at, I think of the story in Colombia, where Russell was uh, our director in Latin America, was going down a river. It was controlled by the FARC and the communist agenda, and all churches had been shut down, and they were just they were it was a remote area. And um, and for years they had a radio broadcast down there, and it was too dangerous for believers to go down there. But God put it in his heart that this was the time. So they loaded up this boat with Bibles, they announced it on the radio that they're going down, and um, and so all these people met them along the river wanting their first Bible ever. He told me about one lady who was on the side of the river waving frantically this white cloth to get their attention. They went to the side. They, they She said she, from the day one of the radio broadcast for 20 years, she had been receiving the Word of God, come to Christ through the broadcast, and had prayed for a, her own personal Bible. And finally, after 20 years, she received uh, the object of her prayers. And we, now we're we're focused on Venezuela, as we've talked about. Uh, Mark, we have the two million Bibles for Venezuela, and we've discovered that at least by seven million Venezuelans, again, who identify as Christians, don't have a personal Bible. We've seen many congregations that have one or no Bible, and so how have they become Christian? How have they grown as disciples? How do they even know what God's Word is? They've gotten it through verbal communication. That's the orality network, right? And so we need to look at that That faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God. And that's why that's a key aspect, I think, of discipleship and that we teach of how to be a good verbal communicator of God's truth. And that's what leadership is, is learning how to communicate clearly God's Word. That's, I think, the start and the, the target for Christian leadership.
1: Well, one thing I've seen as some of the people I know have gone through uh, SOM's training is that uh, God's word gets implanted deep in their heart. When you guys talk through one of these stories, you train your leaders how to talk through a Bible story, it it implants deeply uh, inside of them. They understand the details at a very intimate level. And, you know, it reminds me of what it says in Psalm 119. It asks, how can a young man keep his way pure? Well, by guarding it according to your word. And as we're able to uh, take God's word and and guard it in our hearts, put it in our hearts, uh, let it be part of our framework. It helps believers to really understand God's God's word at a much deeper level than they used to understand it. So it isn't just for people who are overseas, it's also for people who are here in states who, uh, who wanna teach the Bible in a way that really helps them to understand it at a deeper level. At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring two million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. My name is Mark Stafford. I'm here with David Whipp. Now, David, we we're talking about this principle of orality and how scripture and Bible principles, Bible stories are often communicated, especially in foreign countries. They're communicated it with an oral method rather than with a written method. And uh, there's some incredible value to that. Uh, talk to me a little bit about how Jesus taught and how that's in line with what we're seeing work in some of these foreign countries.
0: Yeah, it's it's great. By the way, Mark, I'm proud of you using that word so quickly that we've introduced that to you. <laughs> Kudos! <laughs> to you. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't do new words very well or round. I know it's it's kind technical term, you know, for verbal <laughs> communication. So just for our listeners, we'll we'll play with that back and forth. But um, so yeah, I you, you asked that question. Well, how did Jesus mostly communicate? I mean, it's it's key that we think about the pattern of Scripture, pattern of Christ, as we imitate Him. Uh, I I love the scriptures out of Luke here. Then Jesus said to them, "These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. That everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled." So, what I liked about that again it says Jesus spoke these words. So you know, you think about how else could Jesus had communicated right um, his word? He certainly could have been right a, a writer. I think, and he could have written all this out, with some people communicate. He could have been a king um, of the earth and then dictated all this, or certainly, uh, or a philosopher. But here's Jesus taking the words that had been written down at that point, but the main way he's communicating during his lifetime is he's speaking them. And then we know later the apostles write it down to help us keep that accuracy. Uh, but the main way that Jesus uh, communicated, obviously, is he spoke that and, and spent time relationally with the disciples. Uh, so, so we see that pattern there.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting that uh, we don't see the book of Jesus in the Bible. I mean, there wasn't a book that he penned. Uh, he did teach yeah. orally, and then other people wrote down his words later. It's not that there's um, necessarily a conflict between those two things. It isn't like either you do it orally or you do it written or there's a right and a wrong way. And we also know just from the way people learn, people learn differently. And we know that it's important that we have things written down too. I mean, you and I have uh, hundreds of books. I mean, you might have tens of thousands, right? Uh <laughs> um, <laughs> You're yeah. I, I, i'm just i'm optimistic I mean, of the size of yeah. your library but uh anyway it's important that things are written now we get that but we also get that there's some people in the world that don't have access to that and sometimes it's also really helpful that you hear the word in an oral way Well, that's a sermon on sunday morning even for those of us in america it's largely an, an oral presentation but we we don't see that just in modern days. We also see that throughout history. I mean, it's my understanding that really the first several hundred years in the church was also mostly delivered in an oral way. Is that your understanding, David?
0: Yeah, that's right. In fact, let's let's look at it right from the beginning. Uh, Mark, we didn't have the scriptures written down and or collected at least until the third century. Uh, and so I think in a, most you know people think about what they've studied. How Christians have grown in the history of Christianity. Uh, people didn't have books. Uh, they, they even the Old Testament was in the scrolls, and and the synagogues were the only ones that had enough money. So even um, you know, so all, for the most of the history of Christianity, most people have not had their personal Bible until the Gutenberg press, uh, the availability of it. But still, as we talked about around the world, people lack. Uh, but I, I want to go to Second Corinthians four. This is a classic verse of Paul laying down, even talking about the persecuted church, here, that's deep in our, our heart and the believers there. And pick up at the end where he tells you about what they spoke. Okay, So here it is. But we have treasure, We excuse me, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. Love that. For we who live are always being given over to uh, death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal bodies. So death is working in us, but life in you, since we have the same faith according to what has been written. Now, he talked about the essence of Christianity. We could talk days and months about what I just read, right, Mark? Um, But this is where he goes. I believed, and so I spoke. We also believe, and so we also speak. Well, there it is the case. That was the ministry of Paul and the apostles in the beginning, is the spoken orality of the Word of God, encouraging and proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, when we see that that is true in both secular context as well as religious contexts, that when people are, are leaders, when people want to inspire those around them, when they want to rally people around them, when they want to try to instill a truth in them or motivate somebody to action, they do that in an oral
0: way. Uh, well, yeah, and the Holy Spirit, I think, helps us be good communicators too. You know, I've noticed many times... I've had those times most where I'm saying something that I realize I've never studied or even thought about before, but it was just on the tip of my tongue. So, so yeah, we see that God, when we're in the image of, and likeness of God, even though we there were different giftings, even orally, God will help us proclaim his word. Um, you know, think about Mark too. How many Americans would you guess research shows are preferred or oral learners? Are the, that's the main way they learn is orally.
1: I, I would guess that, uh, you know, that to tell you the truth, so few people read these days, um, as as sad as that is with a totally literal, uh, literate culture but I would guess that uh, many people are either visual or oral learners before they're, you know, uh, people who learn from books. That, that would be my guess. But what is your study show?
0: Yeah, the of research of 90, about 90 percent uh, believers that there's only a small percentage that really if you give them the choice between a movie and a, a book, the 10 percent around. Uh, we'll pick the book over the movie, uh, and you know, and 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 so if that's a, an American imagine around the world, and that's why this is so key to our heart of the Word of God that we start where uh, orally, like in Guinea Bissau when we did our training there a uh, few years ago. I remember one of the ladies who was illiterate, um, never formal education. Um, she at the end uh, with tears shared how she was so glad for the teaching because she had prayed to have a ministry, but because she was illiterate. She thought she could never have a ministry, but now we'd given her the tools that she could begin to disciple and share Christ with others.
1: Mm, That's huge. Well, David, we're starting to run out of time. So uh, it seems like these sessions go so quickly. Um, So I want to encourage our listeners to do a couple of things. First of all, we would encourage you to subscribe, to subscribe to at risk radio. We're trying to put out uh, one of these podcasts, Oh, every week or two. And so we want you to be up to date. So press that subscribe button and then share that link with others. We think there are a lot of people out there that would be hugely encouraged by what's going on inside the church at risk. And we make all of these resources, uh, this podcast, uh, our newsletters, uh, information, our story, even our books, we make them available free of charge. And so if you want to get in contact with at Risk Radio, or with Martyrdom.com. We encourage you to go visit the site. Uh, you can sign up for a newsletter, and we'll send that newsletter out uh, for free. And then, if you feel like donating to any of these things, you know, of course, we'll make sure that those donations get to where they need to go. Well, this has uh, been At Risk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to AtRiskRadio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.